welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. And we are so excited today to bring you one of our favorite hall stars this year. She's the chief doctor of the Hardies at this time. We have Andrea Brooks here. And thank you so much, Andrea, for coming back. This is your fifth time on Hallmarkies podcast. Yay. Hello. Thank you so much for having me again. I can't believe we're at five. I know. Here we are. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, last time was actually just about a year ago, uh, the, uh, is a, a year and a day, a year ago. and a day, a year and a day wow, ago. Was last. <laughs> We're almost right on schedule. I know. <laughs> so how was your 2021? <laughs> a good year. How, how was 2020? 2021 was busy. Was yeah. Very, very busy. There was a lot happening, which I'm very thankful for given the circumstances that we all found mm-hmm. ourselves in. Um, so yeah, it was great, busy, lots of work and, uh, not, not much time for vacation. No one was vacationing in 2021. So, <laughs> well, hopefully you'll get some rest and relaxation in 2022. I hope so. And I think so. We're off to a good start. So <laughs> well, let's hope that ball keeps rolling in that yeah. direction. Well, I was going to say now that you're not doing Supergirl, do you have sort of more time or do you kind of miss having both of the, the variety of doing both the shows? Oh, I'll always miss the variety because it was such a gift to be able to play such a chaotic character alongside mm-hmm. such a stable, well-mannered character on One Calls a Heart. So that that dichotomy was always so fun to play with. But it's nice to be able to relax a little bit because I feel like the past four or five years have been pretty crazy. Um, so yeah, it's kind of nice to kick back and just enjoy life a little bit and not always be grinding so hard, but yeah, of course I'll always miss it. Eve Tessmacher will always have a very special place in my heart. Yeah. Well, at least now, hopefully in 2022, you'll be able to go to like comic cons and stuff like that. Who knows? Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Starting up kind of slowly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was just getting into those and I had, I went to some super fun conventions. I met so many amazing people and then burr, world stopped. So yeah. <laughs> let's hope. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask, what is the thing you miss the most about Supergirl? Oh, what is the thing I miss them? I think just getting the scripts and just reading what Eve Tesmacher was up to personally. Um, that was always so fun because in a, in the superhero universe, you just never know what they're going to throw at you. Um, And she was, she just got so crazy by the end running around. She was sniping people. She had guns. She was up to no good under Lex. um, But was she, so there was just a lot of chaos and it was always really fun reading it going, Oh, I get to do that next week. That'll be fun. So I miss, I miss that. Um, Of course, one calls the heart is rewarding and a completely different way, but you generally don't open the script and nothing's mind blowing generally it's a little bit more even which is lovely (laughs) just very different very different yeah most exciting as it gets is uh is poor what happened to poor jack i think that's most most exciting moment (laughs) most absolutely that one yeah okay that was a surprise that one reading that script was a shocker (laughs) yeah Uh, did you get to do your own stunts, uh, some of your own stunts for that uh, show? Um, yes and no. Um, obviously, they bring in experts for um, anything super dangerous. Sure. Um, but I, I got to do my fair share of running around and and I really wanted to make sure I knew how to use a gun properly, uh, safely, realistically. So I, I took myself out to the gun range. There actually used to be, a, there was a gun range very close to the studio where we shot Supergirl. Um, so I would frequent 
I was a frequent player over there, learned what I was doing. And then I'd show up on set because I didn't want to look like I didn't know what I was doing. So, so that was, <laughs> that was always fun. You're like, honey, I learned how to use a gun today. <laughs> use a, learn how to use a gun today. Um, yeah, but I did, especially when I was pregnant, they were really, I remember one day they brought in a stunt woman. Um, I had to lift a hatch and, and, and lift up this kind of gate and it wasn't heavy, but I was so pregnant and they were worried. They were like, we just didn't want you to overexert yourself. So they brought in a stunt double to do a, a tiny little lift for me, which I thought was super sweet. Um, so yeah, they, it, it was a bulk, a bulk of it. The dangerous stuff was all, I left, I always leave that to the professionals, but I got sure. to run around. We'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode, and that is the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcast? Do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast? Do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks? Now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies podcast. By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family. Please consider, and we will love you forever. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. You were actually in two uh, rom-coms this year where you got to be the lead. Yeah. So that's so exciting. Actually three. Oh, because three. we have one that has not, um, we don't know the release date of, of that. But yeah, that's part of why 2021 was so busy because I did three movies back to back to back and then went back to When Calls the Heart. Um, so Yeah. Three, three fun ones, two of which um, we have all the information for. One's airing, right. one's coming out on uh, March 20th. Okay. So we have Fishing for Love, which aired on Up Channel. And mm-hmm. uh, this, was this filmed in Vancouver Island? Yes. Yes. Yeah. A year ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It must have been fun with it, it being such a kind of a classic it's not a Hallmark movie, but it, it is kind of a classic Hallmark movie of the girl mm-hmm. goes off to the city, comes back to the small <laughs> town, you know, totally. and her, her father's there and you've got the boat and everything. And yeah, yeah, it must yeah. have been fun to do. Oh gosh, that was a, that was a supremely fun one. I loved working with Spencer Lord, who's the lead on that one. Um, we got along fabulously. It was also early on, earlier on in the COVID days. So shooting back then was a little bit uncertain. We were always worried every day. It was like, oh, if someone gets COVID, we're going to have to shut down. So we always had to contend with that. And luckily that shoot was flawless. um, No problems in that department. Uh, And yeah, we, we shot on Vancouver Island. It's a small town called Brentwood Bay. And I recommend if anyone finds themselves on Vancouver Island, you have to check out this little town because unlike so many Hallmark movies where we shoot all over the place and we try to bring it together to be a small town, this really is a town. And the little places where we ate by the water, those are all real. Um, The little lanes where we went biking. So it really felt like we were having this kind of Hallmark style experience while shooting, which was super fun. And there's this one beautiful lodge there. And we shot the bulk of the movie right around the lodge. So I would literally roll out of bed, take 30 steps and my hair and makeup department was right next door to me in the hotel. So I could, it was, it was a, it was a dream job in that respect. 
That's so cool. And you got to work with Gary Chalk, who's like a legend. I mean, he's yes! been in so many as IMDb. Legendary is like, Canadian geez. actor, Gary Chalk. We had so much fun. He was a fabulous dad. Oh my goodness. I hope that we get to to work together again soon because he's mm-hmm. wonderful. He's mm-hmm. so fun. He oh, he throws you a lot of curveballs while you're working. Oh, yeah. He's a really fun actor to, to play with because you never know what you're going to get with Gary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then your, your co-lead is Spencer Lord, like you said, and he, his role, he was kind of your classic man of many jobs. You know, the ultimate contrast to the bad man of business is your mm-hmm. small town man of many jobs who just like knows mm-hmm. how to do a little bit of everything. And is just like there for the town. I love that. Um, the ultimate man with many jobs is Paul was Paul green in um, Christmas and angel falls in that movie oh, he every yeah, single yeah. scene he's in he's doing a different job is he actually <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i love it yeah but uh, but yeah i thought that you had nice chemistry is it harder with all of the covid stuff to kind of build that repertoire because you're not supposed to be you know mm-hmm. near you know you can't really be as intimate uh, with people you have to stay you know, keep your distance and all that Yeah, Uh, that's a really good question, especially a year ago. You know, we didn't really have rapid tests yet. Things were a little different. Um, And yeah, we had to sign a lot of waivers. Anytime we did anything intimate, if there was kissing, um, I believe hugging, we were supposed to get extra tests, which I believe we did. Um, So prior to any kissing scene, everything's, you know, regarded safe. Uh, And yeah, there, there is, it is a bit strange because on set, they, they, they'll try to enforce the six the six foot um, rule. And yet when you're working together, you're nose to nose trying to fit into your shot. So there is something a little bit funny about that, that you try to respect. Obviously you don't, nobody wants to have their production shut down for not complying with rules, but, but yeah, it is, it is a little strange where you sit very far apart at lunch and then you sit huddled together in your scenes and then you'd separate again. Things have changed a little bit. Obviously rapid tests are more readily available. Um, a lot of people have had COVID. So I believe there are a lot of antibodies, things, you know, we're slowly kind of shifting, but you know, with every new outbreak, there's more protocols that we have to respect and we just don't want to get shut down. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so you have the wedding fix and yes. that one is, is it coming out uh, on up TV or do you know yes. the releases? Wedding for that? fix is March 20th on up TV. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I haven't yeah. seen this one. I've seen the other one, but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Sure. Um, wedding fix is a wedding movie. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> uh, it's directed by the fabulous, uh, Canadian director, Nicholas Humphreys, whom I adore. And it stars myself and Patch May, who's actually an Australian actor who's been up here in Canada working on lots of little romantic movies. And he's a really funny guy. And we have a movie about a wedding crisis where things start falling apart for the bride and groom. And then lo and behold, it, it's up to the, um, the best man and maid of honor to kind of fix things. And in the process of their bickering and not agreeing upon anything, they kind of, you know, they see if the sparks are flying of which are they, will they, I don't know. It's a romantic <laughs> movie. What could happen? I think it'll uh, have a really tragic ending. I'm, I'm pitching. <laughs> Yeah, curveball. Very tragic ending. <laughs> no, that movie was a lot of fun. We also also shot that in Langley, which is where um, When Calls the Heart is shot. Uh, in oh, a, nice. 
addition to many a Hallmark movie, many of these romantic um, rom-com style movies. And um, yeah, that was a really fun one. I shot that right before going back to When Calls the Heart to shoot season nine. Very nice. Great. And uh, what was the third one, the third movie that you the shot? The third about? one I shot last, I believe it was April, and it stars myself and Marcus Rossner. Uh-huh. Who I'm a huge fan of. We've worked together before. We've been married before in a Oh, yeah. Harvest uh, Wedding. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, and we've worked on other things. Of course, we were both on One Calls the Heart in season two, but we missed each other. We never had scenes together or anything. Um, so yeah, it, uh, this movie, the working title is Sit, Stay, Love, That Could Change. Um, in fact, I, I, I would assume it does because I'd say more than 50% of the time, the titles of these movies change. They come out and there's something completely different from what we're used to calling them. Um, and it stars Marcus, myself, and a wonderful dog named Nova. Yeah. Well, usually they change for the worst though. I feel like sometimes like they sometimes. have like a somewhat clever title and then they name it like winter romance. I'm like, could you be any- <laughs> More generic. a summer love story? I'm like, what? like, yeah, that's, that's funny. And that's so true. And that's so beyond <laughs> our control. You never know. And that's why sometimes it's hard to remember the titles of movies because the way you remember it is the title that now doesn't exist. Right. So it's like you have to memorize two titles. I'm usually just like the Jen Lilly movie from the winter. <laughs> that's amazing. The winter 2021 one, not the 20, yeah. right. 2021. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're excited about all three and that's great. It must have been pretty exciting when you got the the bump up from supporting yeah. to leading. It was exciting. And it's, it was, I feel like it was a long time coming and my schedule was just so jam packed trying to balance um, roles on two series. A lot of projects that came my way that I wasn't able to do um, over mm. the past few years. So it was really fun. I had this kind of window and we just filled them with projects and I loved right. it. Yay. That's awesome. So let's talk about when calls the heart season eight first before okay. we talk about the new season rewind so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i felt and i don't know if you'll agree but i felt like faith was kind of a little all over the place in season eight like one minute she wanted carson to leave the next episode she wanted carson to stay and then it was back and forth back and forth back and forth and how did you feel about did you feel that or is that just me and how did you feel about that about the character being kind of in a little insecure scattered yeah Um, that definitely was the case I think there's a lot of reasons for that also there were a lot of scenes that we shot in season eight that didn't actually make the final cut and I'm not super well acquainted with the final versions of anything I feel like I see the episodes in ADR or the bits and pieces and my memory's hazy because it also is kind of includes my memory of the script and then what ends up airing is often not what I remember. So I know that there were some scenes that I think were cut that might've helped to elaborate upon that kind of relationship breakdown that we witnessed in season eight. But yeah, there was a scatterbrained element. There was a bit of a power struggle um, going on. Obviously Faith returning from medical school, ready to practice and that obviously shifting the dynamics quite a bit so yeah it was scattered it was it was a little bit chaotic but I mean so was their relationship at that point it's it's kind of hard to unwind something that you've spent a number of seasons building and I I don't know what the answer is to doing that um but yeah I think I think 
it, it ends up being a little bit chaotic and, and yeah. I'm sure that's the way that it, it kind of read ultimately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, but it, it did, you're right about it unwinding because it did kind of make sense when he did leave at the end. I think so. I think so. And it's, it's hard. Like there is a, there's an inherent struggle when you're trying to create a scene like that, because you need, you need a reason for things to unwind, but you don't want to be, you know, cruel about telling this story either, but they can't just end things for no reason. You have to explain why it is that they're not seeing eye to eye anymore. So So did they know at the beginning of the season that Paul was going to be leaving? Um, season eight. I don't remember what was, I don't remember what we knew going in. I knew that there, I personally knew that there was a very good chance that our characters would not be together by the end of the season. But of course I, anytime I'm, I'm given that type of information early on, I take it with a grain of salt because you also don't know until you get rolling, you're rolling with the season, you, things can shuffle and change so much that it's, I try very hard to never be super married to an idea because, you know, there, there are twists and turns and, and conflicts and, and, you know, they'll bring in new characters and then they'll see something. So, um, I, yeah, it's, it's tough. I'd say I wasn't, I, I was pretty sure that our characters would no longer be together, but in terms of, um, professionally speaking, I, I have no idea what is ever going yeah. on with per, people's personal life, not, you know, sure. contracts and, people have new contracts, new offers on other projects, shows that span for, you know, going on a decade always end up changing quite a bit from season one to nine, 10, 11, um, just because you can never retain the same cast. So I, I didn't know about any, anything. And I didn't know that he hit that Carson would be leaving. All I think I remember knowing is that there was a good chance our characters were going to have quite a bit of conflict, which they did. So with Elizabeth choosing Lucas, how did you feel about that? And did you, did you have any kind of feeling about Lucas versus Nathan? Um, I don't, I mean, this was my strategy for so many seasons. Everyone would say team Lucas, team Nathan. And I'd always just swap. I'd be like this today. I'm Nathan today. I'm Lucas. I'm (laughs) friends with both of them. I think they're both such fabulous actors. I like their characters. It honestly wouldn't have mattered either way in my mind um, because they're both such wonderful choices. Um, was I, yeah, they, they, you know, we, they don't tell us much. We get the scripts, we read them, we start shooting. And, um, yeah, I, I remember it being a surprise, but I thought it was a really good one. I think Chris is fabulous. And, and yeah, I think it offers kind of a new dynamic for Elizabeth. We've seen her with a Mountie. It's kind of fun to see a new, a new yeah. older, more mature version of Elizabeth. That's what I feel. Cause I'm always team good TV. That's oh, my that's a good team. team. I might team have to steal that. I like that. <laughs> and I think that picking Lucas makes more interesting television. Because yeah. again, we've already had the Mountie and I realize they're not the same person, but nevertheless, it's somebody quite different than who she was with yeah. before. And so yeah. that makes it more interesting. It makes her have to grow up more as a character. It makes for more interesting mm-hmm. storylines. There's more things that you can do. Mm-hmm. And so I, yeah, I am team. Plus I, I always felt like, she never actually spent any real time with Nathan. Every time oh, that they were together was always, almost always with Allie or with, uh, um, with other people. Mm-hmm. Whereas like Lucas, she actually spent time with him 
mm-hmm. they actually went on dates. He actually Developed courted her. Like, mm-hmm. cause everybody was like, Oh, and I'm like, it makes sense to me. I'd want to be with the person <laughs> who actually like pursued me and, and courted me. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That I had never thought of it in those terms, but that makes complete sense. And it kind of goes along with what I mentioned is when a show exists for almost a decade, things are never going to stay the same. They're not going to stay static. And if they did, I don't think people would keep watching. We have to have twists and turns, ups and downs, peaks and valleys and, and surprises. And, And I think that keeps people retained. It keeps people watching. And it's also exciting to be a part of from an acting standpoint. Yeah. So can you give us any hints of, of what's ahead for Faith in season nine? I really like Faith's storyline in season nine. I think we've seen, we've seen her go through so much. Uh, we meet her in season two as a very young, impressionable nurse who's dedicated, following in the footsteps of her mother. And then she's always had this, she's, she's academically inclined. She loves helping people. We've seen her grow. We saw her go to med school. We saw her come back. And now she's a full-fledged doctor standing on her own two feet in charge of the infirmary all by herself. Uh, and that's a really exciting thing to play. Um, I also, I always the thing I love about the infirmary is it's a place for the entire town to congregate independently. So when you're working as a medical professional in Hope Valley, you get to develop these amazing one-on-one relationships with everybody. And I was so lucky this year, I had amazing scenes with basically the entire cast, I think more or less. And, and it's just a really interesting way to grow. I also think there's no therapist in Hope Valley. Obviously, I don't think therapy was um, a known phenomenon back in right. the 1910s, 20s. And the doctor ends up playing a little bit of a therapist. Sometimes it's just, sometimes you don't need to dispense medicine. Sometimes it's words of advice or encouragement. And you get to see, she's really growing, developing. She's really adulting this year. And I'm, I'm proud of this character. It's, it really was a sentiment. There was some sentimental feelings going into the season because I just kind of feel like, wow, I, I was so young when I started the show. And now look at Faith, like she's grown up so much. I guess I've grown up. I don't feel like it, but I'm sure I've grown up too. So there, there was something yeah. kind of um, tugging at my heartstrings a little bit this season because there were some key moments that felt pretty good. Like it's, it's pretty cool to grow up alongside a character. That will be really interesting. I'm looking forward to that. I, I do feel like in the in these middle seasons, they got kind of focused on the relationships and we lost some of those individual towns per people stories that used mm-hmm. to get in the earlier seasons. Yes. And I would love for them to kind of go back to that a little bit more and, you know, having yeah. sort of your one-offs where you get to meet different people in the town uh, totally. and get totally. to interact with, uh, whether it's the children or, or the, yeah. um, you know, I think that that would be fun. Yeah, I think I think that exists this year. There's a little bit more of a focus on businesses and 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 yeah, mm-hmm. interesting interesting storylines that aren't just always romance all the time. Which I don't know. I think yeah, I think, it, I think it's fun. Have you all shot the whole season, or you still have more to do? We we're done. I think we finished uh, late November, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, mid to late November is when we wrapped. Um, yeah, so we're done. It's complete it's in the hands of the movie gods now. So we'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Very cool. Well, we're looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. We always get, uh, have, we always have a good time covering the show. So Aww, awesome. look forward to it. And 
We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or hallmarky in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Hallmark Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. You've done all of our questions, questionnaires, and so I thought it would be fun to end with, I don't know if you ever heard of the Proust questionnaire. And it's the one that James Lipton used to give in the actor's studio. It's like these famous oh. sets of questions. So you really cool. get to know somebody. Okay. Oh my and gosh. I've Hallmark guys did. Okay, good. <laughs> I love it. So, okay. What is your favorite word? Oh, oh no. Is this rapid? Do I have to? Is no, this you rapid? can. Okay, what's my favorite <laughs> word? Um, Oh, I should have given no. you this in advance. I'm sorry. No, don't worry. I <laughs> want to give a good answer, but I don't know. I also think something's going to pop into my head and I don't know if that means anything. I don't know. <laughs> should I go with my Freudian intuition here? Yeah, go with your, go with your gut. Um, uh, this is going to sound very weird. I like stupendous. Ooh, okay. It's, a weird, it's an older word. Nobody uses it anymore, but I like the sounds of it. That was the first one that kind of came to my mind. Stupendous. Very good. What's your least favorite word? Hmm. Um, oh, what's my least favorite word? Yeah. A lot of people seems to be moist. Yeah, moist <laughs> is not a good one. Actually, ooh, yeah, moist is not great. I don't hate, it's not a pet peeve word. You know, some people just can't stand yeah. it. It's not a pet peeve word, but it's like, it's, it's on the list for sure. I'll take moist for now because that's, I am in agreement. What is something that turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? It makes you excited. Oh, intelligence. Okay, good. Absolutely. 100% intelligence. Working with yeah. intelligent people, intelligent friends, intelligent actors um, who will, yeah, intelligence. Yeah, like somebody giving you the Prowse questionnaire, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, what turns you off? Um... Ooh, I mean, obviously disrespect immensely disrespect. And when someone is not, especially creatively speaking, when someone's not open to your ideas, there are some people who are, who can be very shut off and they only want to, it's their way or the highway. And I, I love collaboration. So if someone's really shut off, that's also a pretty big creative turnoff. Yeah. There was this one guy in that I used to be in like my circle of friends and he never had an opinion about anything and I would just always be like just say something like because when people ask you like what's your favorite food they're not like quizzing you they just they're just trying to start a conversation totally, so like totally you should just have something to say just like, like, like just, come on yeah. let's get us let's get us to the next place here <laughs> he was like the on. ultimate I don't care and I was just like ah. oh that's interesting that's an interesting one that, that was something that would be something for me I was just like yeah. have an opinion have an opinion um, on anything yeah <laughs> okay uh so what sound or noise do you love 
what sound or noise do I love? Oh, I like, okay, so many things, but one that I can think of right now is the sound of the mailbox when the delivery person kind of, you hear your mailbox clicking and you're just like, oh, mail, mail's exciting. I mean, generally it's bills. That's not exciting. That's very nostalgic. I love, I love snail mail. I love packages. I love surprises. So I'm always, when I hear, when I hear the mailbox, it makes me excited. That's cute. I love that. (laughs) I think like for me, it would probably be like a baby cooing. Like, oh, that's you know, I when mean, they're like oh, really little, that's adorable, adorable, adorable. <laughs> okay. What sound or noise do you hate? Okay. This is going to sound so weird, but I really don't like the sound when of pouring, like pouring water or pouring a drink that like, I don't love that sound. I don't know why I've never liked it. Yeah. Like, pour, especially when it's a big glass and someone's taking their time pouring something, <laughs> it distracts me. I don't know. There's yeah, something. Yeah. That sounded pouring. Is that weird? I, that. I don't know. Has anyone ever given you that answer? <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time I've done the Proust questionnaire. Oh, that's very You're cool. You're the first. Yeah. I like it. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Oh, I always think it would be really cool to be a detective. Maybe I've just read too many books oh. where people are trying to solve crimes and mysteries. Well, they need to get you on one of these mystery shows. <gasps> I know. I've homework. never done. I've never done anything <laughs> mysteries related. Why is that? <laughs> you got to talk to your friend Julie Gonzalo and get on her show. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> All right. She's uh, okay. What profession would you not like to do? Oh. Oh my goodness. Um, hmm. Oh, I don't know. I, I have respect for any profession, anyone who hustles and anyone trying to make a go of it. I have respect for it. But what would I not like? I always think, and this is a very noble job, but I think I'd have trouble with it. People who work at animal shelters. Um, I, yeah. I, I think I would be in tears every single day. I have such respect for that job um, because there's just so many sad stories. Um, but I, I suppose the upside of that is you get to be a part of the reunification and, and finding forever homes for animals. And that's amazing. But there are some sad situations in um, animal shelters that I would find really difficult. Yeah, that, that's a good answer. I think I mind it would probably, even though I was a political science major in college, I would probably be a politician because I think it would be so frustrating to be like, yeah, supposedly you'd be able to have power, but yeah. so rarely actually be able to do anything. Totally. And I think that's it would a good answer. It would be incredibly frustrating. I think that would be frustrating too. Yeah. All right. Last question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Oh, oh my goodness. No, it's deep. Um, I would, oh, that is deep, but do I want, I don't know. Maybe I'd love to, I'd love to hear so, like a really good song. Is that, is that that's like a cute answer. Really lifting, maybe mm-hmm. some Spice Girls. I just want something really happy. <laughs> yeah, the Spice Girls. Some there spice you go. Girls. I love I it. <laughs> They'll be there. I mean, come on, right? Yeah, we'll have a we'll have a little party. Yes, very good. You did it. You answered all the questions. Woo-hoo. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming and talking with us. It's always a delight to have you every year, and hopefully, we'll get to have you even more oh, before the year's you. over. I would great. love that. Thank you so so much. I can't believe this is our fifth time around. It's I know. Great. Crazy. Where are all the years going? I don't even know. <laughs> yep. 
Well, uh, if people want to follow you on social media, all that fun stuff, how can they do that? I am Andrea K. Brooks on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, which I just, um, I've put a few One Calls the Heart uh, compilations up on there. I'll probably throw some more yeah. up as the season goes just because it's a new medium. I'm trying to figure it out. I feel very old when I'm on there. Uh, and then I'm also Andrea Brooks actor is my Facebook page. And yeah, I'm also on cameo. I don't know. I'm a lot of places these days. All right, great. We'll make sure y'all are following Andrea and thanks again for taking the time to talk with us and, uh, yeah, we'll definitely talk again soon. Good luck with everything. Thanks so much. You too. (laughs) Bye everyone. Bye. Bye.